It's time for another edition of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news for the week of the uh, 19th, 20th of March. Sorry, I've been gone. I was in Las Vegas. Uh, but it's worth it for me to be back because we've got the mighty Janaemonite. The, the mighty. I'll take that. Doesn't it seem like... it feels It feels that. like I need an adjective with your name. Okay. Because Janaemonite's cool, but like if it's the like... The long-winded The long-winded... Also great. I'll Not nearly as good as mighty, but if you want to be the long-winded. No, I don't. I, I'll, I'm trying my best. I am digging to, your hair today, so make sure that I get a picture. In fact, you wanna... tell me what's new with you, and I'm getting a picture of your hair oh, because boy. it is on point Sorry, today. yeah, you got you got the hair up on top of the head, uh, no makeup, Janae, which, you know, But you're whatever. feeling awesome. That's what you said in I your message. I feel okay. I've been... <laughs> right? <laughs> um... He just snapped a picture. That's, yeah, that's what I that feel mm, really was. stupid. That's mm, her mm, noise. Me feeling super awkward. Um, no, I've been, I've been like flat on my back, uh, like in either in bed or on the couch for about eighty-five percent of the last four weeks. Oh my and gosh! The last couple days, I feel like actually really good. What's the for difference? Like, what are we doing? I have, I have literally no idea. Well, hmm. I kind of, I kind of have an idea. I had a big photo shoot to okay. put together for Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. Okay. And it was kind of a special one because, well, I don't put together, like I'm not usually in charge of them. Mm -hmm. Like I think I talked on here a long time, like two years ago about that big, big one I did. Because you do flowers. You should let people know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I do. I do flowers and event design, and mm-hmm. so a big part of the bridal industry is putting together photo it's shoots. The presentation, that, like, so I can clip it and put it on my Pinterest and be like, "Oh, I love that." Yep, there Gonna you go. hire her. That's a great picture. Stealing go. that idea. It's fun. You get you get you know plenty of stuff for your portfolio from different clients that you have, but if you get one, two, you know, a few uh, professionals in the industry, like a photographer and a florist and a dress designer sure. and a hair and makeup artists like we'll all get together and be like okay we're gonna execute our own vision kind of be really creative yeah as opposed to so just, what was saturdays so saturdays was a special one that i put together myself because um i finally convinced my little sister to be a model for me oh, okay she's just she's gorgeous lovely yeah. oh she's no, not lovely lovely gives you the impression beautiful. of like uh oh like does the it impression, yeah like <laughs> your grandma she's says you're lovely. lovely you know i have the okay. loveliest girl and your your sister she's gorgeous. hot yeah she is hot. She's absolutely beautiful. Okay, now it just beautiful. transcended into weird when she's, you're calling her hot. She, I, you can I can call my little sister hot. Okay. She's super hot. So you and talk her into beautiful. it. And beautiful. I finally talk her into it. Her husband isn't super into pictures in general. Is he a good looking way, guy? He's a cute guy. He's really good looking. Okay. He's half Polynesian and so he's got like so he's a this little big barrel chested like handsome guy with the dark hair yeah. and the dark skin and the dark eyes and just they look really really good together. They're children are just going to be lovely. Don't push those on them be yet. So cute. Oh no, not well she's like <laughs> she's she's herself is like what is this going to happen? Let's do this. And he's like listen, we've got eternity to oh, have no, kids. Oh no, he's great. Just, oh, he's no, great. He's, he's like let's just let's just get through. I think 
some, I don't know. I'm not. Some school stuff. I don't want to give everybody their business. Sure. But anyway, um, so I, but it was her birthday this last weekend. Okay. And so between like, I wanted to get them some fun pictures and it was her birthday and he like, so he was like, okay, I'll, I'll play along and be excited and, and whatever. Cause it's kind of my gift to you. I guess it was his, my, my good attitude with pictures. So it kind of all came together anyway, was really, really fun. Actually, I'll be honest. The Saturday was like probably one of the best days of my adult life. Really? Yeah, it was. It was a really, really special day because cool. it just everything was so much fun. It was I got to have a really neat, fun time with my little sister mm-hmm. and and document these, it in a really beautiful and document way. it in a really, really gorgeous way. And I'll show you these pictures off off air or whatever. But they turned out like just the simple ones I took with my phone. Mm-hmm. It like my can, I knew. But you can give me beautiful. one that we can post on Instagram. Oh sure. Right? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, but they it turned out amazing. Like I know I'm super biased because right. I think my sister's beautiful, but really I was it surpassed all my expectations. Um, so it was huge. But coming so up to, me, to this, that, that, I was that to really, me sounds like you should be exhausted and or flat on your back. Right. Again. Right. Right. That's the big thing. So I I had this coming up. I had you know his suit fell through with the with the menswear shop that I had. Um, we were we were kind of pressed for time on getting her gown mm-hmm. like all these different things and um but just coming up to it i was like i feel so terrible mm-hmm. how am i going to have the energy to even drive myself to my wholesaler and get her flower mm-hmm. excuse me get her flowers and you know put everything together i mean just to build one bouquet takes me like i don't know 3 hours yeah. of actual building then right. that doesn't include like all the time i spent you know researching and deciding on things and budgeting and blah and anyway um and it and i was in charge of all the different aspects of it so i really have been stressed and sad like how am i gonna do this so i literally called my sister one day i was like okay i actually need a favor like i'm gonna need you to pray for me to help help me feel better Mm -hmm. at least for this weekend for these two days where i'm gonna be on my feet because i felt so bad i felt so bad um, and so she's like, all right, we'll, we'll do. Done. And, Done uh, <laughs> and um, from like 7 p.m. the night before, I was like, okay, I, f- I feel all right. I like started, wor- you know, f- started building stuff kind of later in the evening because you can't start too far in advance with flowers mm-hmm. there. You know, there's a time clock on those. Sure. And I and woke up. And you have up, kids uh, that are like, flowers, yeah. <laughs> tossing, <laughs> tossing, tossing. Is that what you That's what I just envision, you envision your kids going. Mommy's flowers. I'm a bride. <laughs> Tossing them behind. No, their they're so good about it. They okay. actually they've they've learned to yeah. to not touch. Or if you want to touch, you're really really careful and gentle hands. Very gentle soft. Hands. And I'll tell they I make them blow into the because I'll blow directly into a rose and it like blows it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, if I do that too much, I pass out on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's not not good. So that's their job, actually, <laughs> is to just like blow. Yep, it's the cute. It's the cutest thing. Aww. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so from about 7 p.m. the night before, I started to feel okay. I woke up the next day and was like, I'm all right. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, got up and got dressed. Which again, I'm. I definitely don't put on makeup. I haven't been to church very much in the last four weeks because mm. I just felt You'd, so sad. So, just, just let me. 
give you a hard time. You just give me a hard time. Um, but uh, anyway, so much fun. It was really like a like special experiences I got to have with my sister that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Cool. Like, and hopefully she will too. Amazing pictures that are going to come of it. I the I don't know when the photographer will be finished uh, editing everything and then give them back to us. But sure. everything I've seen already. Uh, <laughs> um, and so that was my joyful. Uh, yeah, that's no, what, that's what that was. I get it. Um, and uh, but I haven't. I assumed that I would get home and like two or three hours later I'd just crash like the adrenaline would wear off. Right. And I've been okay. Like I've been like tired but not not that next level tired that mm. people have been hearing me talk about for sure. the last little bit. Um, so yeah and so far it's continued. Nice. Like, I'll take today, it. Listen. I'm like yay. Riding the wave of wellness. I love it. I will take it. But anyway I should probably say that I'm not necessarily sick again I don't think. We actually found out that we're pregnant. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Hey. So that's why I've been feeling so you. bad. Yeah, I'm just, we're really, really happy. So happy. I saw it's, re- so it's been the easier been the lately. Um, actually, no, I haven't thrown up once. Okay. I've been really nauseous, but I haven't actually thrown up, which is nice because that'll the tiny people. Yeah. You know. <laughs> This, is, this thing I'm doing is I, building this I'm a microscopic baby human right here. So yep, wait, how right far along that. are you then? So I'm uh, at this point. I'm only ten weeks. Okay. So not not so super like enough far to know along. that you're pregnant, but like it's the size of what, like an eraser on a pencil or something Pro- like that. Probably. Isn't that something like that? You, should we look up on my app? Yes. I've got, I've got I like the should. app of like today. Your baby is the your size little of lemon child. Le- oh, it's not quite a lemon yet. That no, but be... you know what I'm saying, oh, right? Like yeah. they go through the different yeah. thing. Basically, the size of a peanut. Today, <laughs> there's a picture of a raspberry, but then there's also, on this day, your baby is the size of a paperclip. A paperclip? So, paperclip, baby. So, d- do you yeah. change what you call it based on what it's, what the size is that day? Uh, oh, my little baby, and you touch your stomach and go, oh, paper. And for, then, like, you know, in a week, it's like, this is my grapefruit. Oh, my for little some grapefruit. reason, at one point, we were calling it a gecko. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. So, it was like a, a, a gecko for a week. For uh, a week. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you have any thoughts as to whether it's boy or girl? I have no idea. You're hoping I'm, for I'm, a girl, though. We would, we would, I would like a girl. Uh-huh. My husband is terrified of raising a girl, you I You know think. why? It's kind of funny. Because of boys. Because of boys, yeah. Right. Um, I would like a girl, but I've real at this point, I've got my two little boys are so fun. I wouldn't be devastated if it ended up being another boy. Sure. But my little, my two little boys, they are certain it is a girl. Yeah. They, they do not want want another brother they right. want a little sister like they want a sister it had better be a girl mom or we are going to beat the crap like they, out of it they <laughs> genuinely are really excited about a little girl good yeah i hope so that, that works out of, in whatever way in whatever in whatever way is so. it will yeah. uh you know as you were describing the thing with your sister i was thinking i have this sort of weird thing that i want to do with my dad oh okay uh, my dad his mother He's so my my grandma uh, was who got me into theater. She was a theater teacher for years and years. I think I've mentioned that oh, before. Oh, she was a teacher. I forgot. Yeah. I, I think I remember that, Taught but I forgot. Taught for like 35 years. Oh, wow. Uh, even still, I have people that go, Stedman, my my middle school teacher, her last name was Stedman. Is that in relation? I'm like, yeah, that's my grandma. 
Uh, memorable. She was teacher of the year for the state of Utah in the early 80s. So just, wow. just amazing, right? Cool. So she touched a lot of kids' lives. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, but my dad, you know, sort of performed, but not really. Because, you, you know, when, when it's what your mom wants you to do, you kind of don't do it altogether you rebel that much. just you a little bit. Yeah. You're like, as much as my dad can rebel, which is cute. <laughs> Um, But I have always wanted to do a summer theater show with my dad. Oh, that would be really special. Even if we're just both in the ensemble and it's just ridiculous. You're both trees. Yeah, right? We're just dancing trees. What's up, Woody? (laughs) I thought I heard you bark, but, you know. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. The fact that you can just bust those out Uh, is my favorite. Thank you. So, I mean, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, that's a thing. And I'm actually... Uh, I really started more and more to try and and not say I'm going to do that one day, but uh-huh. rather I'm going to do that and here's when I'm going to do it or I don't talk about it. Um, my dad has been serving in a YSA Bishop Brick, and oh, he gets that's uh, fun. he he gets uh, released this summer. So I'm going to talk to him about it. So he'll have quite a bit more time next year, though. Ne- okay. So I, it, it, he'll be released too late for this summertime. Oh, okay. For us I to see. audition. I so see. I'm I'm thinking about it because I have to gear it with a lot of things because mm-hmm. uh, life life and uh, I'm gonna be like hey you know what let's let's do this theater show and he'll say no and I'll say no come on <laughs> let's do it and he'll say no and I'll make him do it and then you'll make him do it. but I was thinking about that <laughs> just, just like last your night. girlfriend getting on uh, small world yeah you will do this yeah getting on the Disneyland small world. if I can tangent for a second yes. I loved listening to your the episode of you with Holly and Jace oh and of, uh, navigating navigating, navigating the magic, the magic podcast I love I'm kind of obsessed with their podcast now. I love it. It's for anyone who's going to Disneyland or if you've been and you don't have a a plan, a trip planned, Holly and Jace who have been uh, panelists here for the Cultural Hall, they now do a podcast called Navigating the Magic. And what they do is they break down essentially one tip or one thing every week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they also talk to some other people who've worked there and it's usually between 30 and 45 minutes and they do a pretty good job. I was on it a couple weeks ago. With uh, your girlfriend. With my girlfriend Jessica who has never been to Disneyland before. Still blows my mind. And I'm so glad that you took her. And I'm so glad that I got to listen to the both of you recount your experience. You know what's so funny about that, too? She thought she did terrible in that episode. What? Oh, no. And I I was like, I think you were amazing. Um, She she should listen to my first episode where I'm like, fantastic, fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm going to cry. Yeah. And the the little little ones, what did you call My little guy. Uh, What was it in the first episode that you did here the cultural hall that people are like if she Probably. says talking about your boys you called Probably them. my my little ones i don't know no, little ones you're right you're right I, I said you something that was obnoxious something and people were like if she says i was terrible <laughs> i was so terrible i went i actually remember driving home from we recorded at the desert star i think mm-hmm. i drove home and cried yeah. i was like and i my heart was still racing like 20 miles down the road like <laughs> that was so i just embarrassed myself no, like so deeply you were great uh, that's nice of you to I say. I mean, it's but fun no. to listen. But she genuinely did a great job. I thought she did too. She sounds like she's. I knew she would be likable because mm-hmm. she's. You're not going to be with anybody that isn't. Again. Um, but she's. Re- she seems really sweet, but also she can hold her own with you, which yeah. I love. Which I love. Yeah. No, she dishes yeah. it out actually way more than I do. So now I'm really. I'm even more excited to eventually meet her at some point. Hmm. Uh, so I want to uh, read an email or two, and then uh, let's get into some actual articles of news. How does that sound? 
Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of a free offer signed skeptical hi skeptical i remember 22 years ago when we started pc laptops and our lifetime service guarantee people thought it was too good to be true well you know after a decade people started believing me a little bit but you know it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry you can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, Skeptical. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. All right, I have it. The email, and then we'll Got do it. some actual articles I want to hear what Nancy said. Nancy says, Dear Cultural Hall Show, she says, You are right, Kyle. I do love all animals, dogs, cats, horses, etc. As a child in elementary school, walking home from school down the country roads in North Ogden, Utah, I used to practice and practice whinnying, trying very hard and with very much effort to sound like the horses in the fields that were round about me, calling out my love for them. Can you imagine my delight when one actually whinnied answering me back, although it may have just been, you know, happenstance that the horse whinnied right then. Kyle says, or she says, Kyle, I'm grateful to hear of your rescuing a kitten. Uh, to me, they are also precious and so deserving of our love and care. I must have somehow missed that particular show hearing of you doing that. Uh, she says, when living in Reno, Nevada, not so long ago, I was on my way to work when I heard of this, when I heard from the spirit for me to go down this certain residential street, I did so and saw this little dog trotting nervously down the street. As I saw her, I knew that that was the reason I'd been the direct, been directed to that particular street. Uh, picking her up, I saw that she had a collar with one of those little tags on it with a phone number. Leaving her with a friend while I went to work the evening, that evening I called the number. The owner came for her, uh, came for her right away, even though he lived in Herlong, California, which is about an hour north of Reno. Oh. The dog had gotten out of their car on a shopping trip to Reno. He turned out to be someone whom I had had an association with some years earlier in the singles LDS ward. Uh, we happily greeted each other. He was, of course, 
glad to get their little dog named Henrietta safely returned to them. The Lord answered my prayers for their beloved little dog. And she says, yes, I love pretty much all animals and have taken in several uh, when their owners could no longer keep them. Personally, I think we should do that more for each other. Love, Nancy. I think that Henrietta might be the best name for any dog. You know, if you're having a daughter, you could name her Henrietta. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have a girl name picked out? No. Uh-uh. None at all? None at all. That is, I do not believe that. None at you all. You are the person who would have a girl name picked out. Ah. Uh, I, I had one when I was like 18. What is it? It, w- it was Lily. Lily? Uh-huh. But now I'm not sure if I want that still. I feel like Lily, though, too, with your complexion, if he, if your daughter comes out looking like your husband, it can be Lily. But if it comes out looking like you, <laughs> it can't be Lily. It would be Tiger Lily, then. Yeah, it would have to be Tiger Lily. See? Nice. <laughs> nice work. I got a high five for that. Yeah. Well, quick, like Go you said. me. Um, all right. So let's get into some actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. I thought this was interesting. A snowmobiler spent four nights alone in freezing temperatures. So you're thinking, okay, great. So why are we sharing this? It's an articles of news. It's Mormon uh, news, right? Right. Well, his name, David Hales. So Hales? Hales. Okay. Uh, said that uh, for, uh, this last Wednesday he was in a hospital in Heber City that he trekked about seven miles on his hands and knees before he was rescued. He had spent four frigid nights, frigid nights uh, after he was um, snowmobiling. The 60-year-old said that he had a hole in one of his boots because a fire that he started on the first night set his pants and his boot ablaze. So oh. let's just picture this real quick. He's out snowmobiling. He gets stuck. He starts his pants on fire, so his pants are essentially ruined, and then a hole in his boot. Um, his legs continued to uh, constantly cramp up, and he took a break every 10 steps, and then he meditated. He says uh, as he was trying to be rescued, he saw a helicopter, a rescue helicopter fly overhead one night. Um, he said it all began when he left his cabin east of Heber City on Friday to take a short ride to test a, to- a snowmobile that he and a neighbor had fixed. He didn't take any food or water because he planned on he just being out there on. for a short time. Um, on the first night, he used the vehicle's starter fluid to start a fire, but he woke up to his boots and pants being on fire. He rolled in the snow to stop the fire, but of course left with the hole. Uh, after two days, he began walking through waist-high snow to find help. He said he ate so much snow that his mouth became numb. So why do we care? Why is this Mormon? Well, he's Mormon, but that's that's a loose stretch to make it yeah. be part of the story. David Hales is the son of Robert D. Hales, there the you apostle. Go. There you go. Uh, who just died this last October. He said that he cares for his mother, um, who as soon as he was rescued, he called and said, hey, you know what? I'm fine. So ah. he's taking care of uh, Elder Hale's wife, and now he's safe. So you know how he... Uh what what actually happened? I have a little backstory. Oh, really? Just just a tiny Tell bit. Me. So he went and got stuck, or got he ran out of he took a wrong turn and then he ran out of gas, I believe. Okay. And so he's like, well, darn it. And then he just said, ah, you know what? I'm gonna be fine. And then the heavens shook with the word liar, liar, and his pants just caught okay. right on fire. <laughs> That was a long stretch for that joke. <laughs> Tiger Lily, point. Your point, point. just got taken that away. Just got that taken away. <laughs> just got taken away. What have you got? Goodness gracious, though. That would be terrible. Four days, like four nights. Four, four, four cold, nights. Four, frigid, as the high headline says, and he, but just cold, miserable nights. He, he went seven miles on his hands and knees. Mm-hmm. Man. 
cold. Seriously, I cold. wonder if he lost some digits or something like that. I, I would think that he well, probably they, would. Well, they, wouldn't they have mentioned that? I don't know. I mean, it didn't say In it. the article, I he, it, he said, the the one I read, it said he was going to be fine, Yeah, which is kind of amazing. So it's a miracle, Brother Kyle. Do you hear that? It's a miracle. Kyle, <laughs> do you hear that? Do you hear that? Okay. Um, well, I've got a couple things. I think you should do the one in your left hand. This one? Yep. All right. Um, Jimmer Fredette. We all remember Jimmer Fredette. Yeah. BYU loved him. He was great. It was the year that they went to the eight, the elite eight, and mm-hmm. then they uh, lost out because the player got in trouble for sexual misconduct, <laughs> and then he couldn't play. So they, but whatever. I mean, that's but, you a, know. that's a, and then he got drafted. And then he got he played drafted a couple times, the, and now he's playing Kings, overseas, Sacramento, right? Sacramento Kings, and now he's over in China, and he's been over in China for a couple years, a few, and maybe doing five. pretty well, and doing very well. There, he's one of their biggest stars right. right now. They people love him out there. And his um, wife's like, I thought you were going to play basketball in the United States, man. <laughs> She's like, then she's like, oh, wait, I married Jimmer for debt. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be just fine. It's totally fine. So what's he Um, up to? So we've got apparently, so this is a, this is kind of a blog post. Have you, have you heard of Mormony, more, more manatee? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh I hadn't. Okay. So I, this, this was kind of It's the humanity of Mormons or (laughs) Mormanity. There you go. Uh, Apparently, and I didn't see this either. The Desert News had put out an article on Jimmer for debt that was kind of sad in its tone, a little, a little, just well, kind of a, a downer. I mean, so he's a guy who wanted to play in the NBA mm-hmm. and isn't. And, so it, there, and so isn't, it, yes. So, I mean. Wanted to be over Sort of his America, essence is a little not. bit sad, right? It's a if little his, sad. If his dream was to always play in the NBA and kind of did it, but then it didn't amount to anything. It, yeah. it, it is sort of a sad. It, it is, it is a sad, um, it's unfortunate, but there's, you know, every, every cloud has a silver lining. He's not lining. hurting for money. Yeah, 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 it's no. just a different story, right? It's, it's one of those things that when we hear Elder Fredette in 40 years, he'll talk about, I had I had a plan, and God had a plan for my life, and guess whose plan won? There you go. I mean, he wa- his his dream was to play professional basketball, mm-hmm. and he's doing that. Right. It's just in a different capacity than yeah. he was expecting. So this, uh, this article, I would just kind of overview it for you all, but it's so beautifully written okay. that we're just going to dive right in. Oh, you're going to read it to us? Not, not the whole thing, because okay. it's actually kind of extensive, but it's really interesting, and this man who uh, who wrote it, ha- I guess, apparently lives over in China. Okay. First of all, and then he's had he's gotten to have like some up close and personal interactions with him, and some like we're like this article kind of gives us some behind the scenes of Jimmer's life. Okay, it's give really me three give me three takeaways, and then people can find the uh, the entire article at theculturalhall.com, okay. uh, linked in association with this episode. Well, I guess one of the main things that the desert knew because the title of it is Jimmer for debt the quote-unquote lonely master might be doing better and doing more in China than the Desert News thinks. That's the title. And so he kind of goes over how the article talked about, oh, there he is in the grim and gritty land of China with the terrible air and he can barely breathe for the chemicals and he's alone and lonely in his, his family is back here in the United States, all the and things. The, and all that. Well, I guess his family lives in Shanghai, but like every time his, he goes, you know, Well, no, like his wife, with, right? Or and not like his, his not Oh, yeah, like no, sorry. Parents, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, his, his family. His family is out the here. His, family live, reside in Utah. His sweetheart and their they have a daughter. Um, anyway, so it kind of went through that, and he, 
uh, is probably plays devil's advocate, I guess, and uh-huh. says like China's not really that bad, and Utah's air quality is really, really bad sometimes as well. So that was kind of interesting. And then he talks about how he um, got to be at a. Uh, Sorry, I wasn't planning on like attempting to not read this. He got to be part of like a meet and greet kind of with a, one of the main communist leaders that wanted to come and meet some of the big uh, basketball players. And they were real, like genuinely excited, I guess, beforehand about meeting Jimmer specifically. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And the this guy, this uh, uh, communist political leader, Dictator or whatever, he's yeah. um, like quoting his stats, like Jimmer's stats, even back as far as BYU. Like huh. he's definitely a fan of all these things. And it just says that um, Jimmer's like, you know, his goodness and his honesty and his humility came out really just full force. And he was so kind and sweet with these people. And he's really kind of having a, a far his his reach is going beyond just basketball. Like yeah. that's obviously something massive that gets him his foot in the door. But he's having an influence over others. That's, you know, great. Basically, he's a missionary. Like yeah. that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Missionary in a land that there can't be missionaries. There can't be missionaries. And so it's kind of it's kind of fantastic. But I would encourage people to read the read the actual article because one, it's very well written, and two, I love hearing the backstory, like the behind the scenes information from people about just whatever it is. And this is really neat because he talks about just a whole bunch of stuff. It's really great. So that's at Mormanity, and I don't even have let's see the web address, but we'll link that at the culturalhall.com. Exactly. So way to go, Jimmer for debt. Really happy to hear that he's doing and, well. And hasn't gone off into obscurity, right? I think some guys, when they don't make the NBA, they get really just angry and, yeah, that's and then true. just end up giving angry it up. Angry and depressed, and, and I'm just going to do this for the paycheck and blah, blah, blah. Making a difference. It'll but, be interesting no, if the narrative in 20 years is that Jimmer Fredette helped like soften the hearts of the people of China towards hearing the gospel. I mean, it's fun to be like, oh, maybe he is. But if, I mean, but uh, maybe he is. Yeah. Like, it's really, and he didn't serve a mission before, you know, he didn't serve a, a regular two-year mission before. Convert, wasn't and he? And so... No, no, I don't think Maybe so. Maybe he just decided he just, to play no, basketball. He just, I mean, that was, and he got criticized for that. He chose, he chose to focus on on basketball, and um, but there, you know, everybody, it's it's just one of those things. Especially in, uh, I mean, after reading the details in this, it's like, ah, oh, everybody can judge someone else for for their decisions, but nobody really knows their heart and what's going to be the best situation for them than other than them and their heavenly Father. Yeah. So, and it's their heavenly Father. It's not, it's like, you know, everyone needs to just well, we have keep, to share keep our him, judgment. But I get what you're to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> mean, that, that, rela- that relationship and the, the reason that you make the decisions that you do, hopefully you're doing that in partnership with your Heavenly Father. And um, so it's just, it's awesome and kind of fascinating to see. Like, he's doing quite a bit to spread the gospel and to be a good example and just, you know, all these things while he's over in China in a place that our elders and sisters can't go right now. Awesome. Uh, a little bit about Mormon Island. You ever uh, heard of Mormon, Mormon Island? Mormon Island? Is that like... How'd you like to stay up <laughs> a- Appropriate pleasure island? Like the island. Wholesome, just... wholesome recreational activities island? <laughs> Closes at midnight island? No, <laughs> although all those ideas way better than what this story is about. Okay. Uh, Mormon Island is located in the American River, uh, which is in present uh, Folsom, California. So it was a gold rush town. This is just a 
couple interesting things about it. Uh, from time to time, stuff will pop, pop up about uh, Mormon Island because it was covered up by water, so it's a lake. Oh, okay. Uh, there that has since covered up this town from the 1800s. It was a gold rush town, okay. and it was essentially just kind of the sandbar on a river. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they decided to make a lake, they flooded it, and so the only remnants you kind of oh. get when the drought comes, you can see like the old foundations of the different towns. There's the saloon and the the saloon that serves what Diet Coke? No, no, this is 1800s, so like oh, okay. uh, the Coke with the actual the cocaine. Co- with that. <laughs> Like they used to do. Uh, but it was where um, Levi Fafiel, Sidney Willis, and Wilford Hudson, all members of a Mormon battalion, they worked there mm-hmm. in a grist mill. Okay. Uh, there in a was grist, grist mill? Grist mill, yeah. What is that? Uh, I knew at one point in my life. I don't know right now. <laughs> okay. I think it's where they gr- it uh, it works as a. Gr- I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up, please. Um, but it was not very large. At one point, um, there was a fort there, and 150 other Mormons and uh, miners flocked to the site. Uh, in 1853, there was 2,500 people there. Um, the town basically disappeared when the gold was all flushed out. Uh, by the 1950s, there were no more than just a few residents left. Folsom Lake was created in '55. And so they covered it up. And so... This must be a massive lake because yeah. to fit all that on a sandbar, that yeah, must just have been a, a really thing. big sandbar. But so now that when the, when the water, when we're in a drought season like we are, and especially in California, you can see all this. It's just cool. Okay. And a grist mill is a mill that grinds grain into flour. I was going to say that it was a grinding mill, but then grist. I was like, I don't But know. I, it could have been grinding anything. Sure. Could have been grinding diamonds. Could have been grinding... Probably uh, not grinding diamonds. <laughs> Oh, you know. That's one powerful mill <laughs> to be grinding diamonds. Just like that was interesting, too. Uh, Kelly Scott is a 53-year-old former bishop. And he, if you live along the Wasatch Front and have seen these um, billboards, he's reaching out to spread the gospel. Uh, he's been renting out auditoriums and schools and other public places along the Wasatch Front for a 90-minute PowerPoint presentation to preach his authenticity of the Book of Mormon. Um, he says his goal is to help all in attendance understand that the witness of the Holy Ghost is the most powerful witness that Heavenly Father could give us. Um, and he has purchased full-page newspaper ads. Um, he also pays the tab to rent the public school auditoriums. He doesn't ask for donations. He doesn't sell anything at his gatherings. In fact, he hands out copies of the Book of Mormon to people who attend. And he makes clear that his events are not in any way sponsored by the the LDS Church. Uh, In January, Scott started renting the uh, auditoriums. It's worth it, he said, because he's been averaging between 300 and 400 guests at each of his sessions. He says that he's studied over the last 30 years the Book of Mormon, been to 23 different ruins in Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, and Honduras. Um, And you can see his site. There's a link to it at theculturalhall.com, but it's bofmwitnesses.com, where he uses information from LDS and non-LDS scholars. And so it's just a guy who's made it his mission to pay for it himself, to tell people about the truthfulness and his word, authenticity of the Book of Mormon. That's, wow. Isn't that pretty cool? Yes, it is. Where is this again? Along the Wasatch Front here. I remember seeing one of the billboards and I went, is that a thing where they try and tell you it's one thing and then you show up and you go, hey, this isn't at all what I signed up for. Want you to buy a timeshare. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, if we care about each other, we'll all marry each other. And it's like, 
like, okay, this isn't <laughs> this isn't right. That's not what I wanted. Uh, okay. No, that's really neat. Props to him. There, it's like one of those things where you said, I'm going to stop tell, like saying, oh, one day I'll do this. Mm-hmm. It. He probably was like, you know what? Now's the I'm going to do whatever I can to just tell everybody that the Book of Mormon is it. Um, yeah, and three to four hundred people. Okay, I'll take it. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Three to four hundred curious people, maybe people that don't know anything about the Book of Mormon. Although the the one thing that I, uh, as I read it, I was like, kind of to the choir though, right? You're sort of preaching to the choir. Oh, because he's because doing he's it doing down doing on the Wasatch, Wasatch front? front would be more more like beneficial. Maybe, maybe some. I mean, maybe you else. get a little bit more hate or pushback if you're doing it anywhere else, not in the Mormon Possibly. corridor or Morador, as I like Mo- to call it. <laughs> Okay, that was good. Um, that was good. Because we walk and walk and walk, walk. to Morador. Uh, to, Mo- <laughs> to Mormador. I had to cram Mor- that one in. Mormador. Uh, I'm, I'm taking gonna, your points I'm going to let you too. do yours in a second, so hang on. Yeah, do that. Uh, do Sab- Saba Sumek, a Jewish leader from California, uh, recently toured the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know us, uh, oh, you know. with the welfare and temple operations as a way of practicing what she preaches to her university religious students um, to help deepen understanding their understanding of other faiths. She asked students to visit mosques, synagogues, and other worship places. Uh, she says, people just want to be understood and it's so important to learn about other faiths. This is the reason why I'm sharing this is this paragraph, if people are wondering. Because uh, not, I mean, they do the typical thing where they went to Welfare Square and they're like, you guys are amazing! Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but then says this, it's so important to learn about other faiths, especially in the time that we're living in today where there is so much misunderstanding and so much animosity. It is so important to really, truly understand what people believe, how it's not a threat to you, and how you could work better to the community. And I think Mormons, oh, I, love that. I think we do a terrible job of that. Have yeah. you ever been to another church service besides a Mormon church service? Yeah. Okay. What was the circumstances? Um, we, I was on tour with some people I was singing with in okay. back in New York, and we went to a... Honestly, I want... I can't even remember specifically what the religion was. Yeah. I want to say it was a Methodist uh, church. the The thing I remember the most the most about the service was halfway through they had a lesbian wedding, and this was back in two thousand three, two thousand two thousand three. So, like during the church service, and in then the, there yeah, was a lesbian? they had that's, a marriage ceremony. It was it was really interesting. But um, I guess no different than if you're like, why are they taking the baby up to the front and then get yeah. them telling everyone its name? It's just a different thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, but other than that, you ever been to another church service? No, I can't. I'm going to ask you. You're what? 30? I can't think so. Uh huh. Yeah. So in 30 years of your life, you've been to an other. <laughs> well, I'm service. usually pretty busy on a Sunday. Well, but no, you're right. No. I I haven't I haven't taken the opportunity to go. Which is um, no sort of shame. It's just a yeah, thing no. <laughs> that I think I think uh, I think we do ourselves a disservice because we go, oh yeah yeah yeah, and we kind of place other faiths or their traditions in sort of this box when we really have no idea. Mm-hmm. And if the and if the belief is that you know that we hold truth it shouldn't be threatening for us to go anywhere oh yeah else. no no i think that that would be my husband and i have talked plenty about um about hey we need to make sure that we do take our our boys to mm-hmm. services of other faiths just for them to have that experience and for them to be comfortable with that and for them to see like oh yeah we might do things in a different way but we all you know love god and mm-hmm. we all like and it's in you know it, um really important and very interesting to learn about other people who do we maybe we don't all believe in God right. we've let's 
find out just, you know, who this Allah person is and who Buddha is and who like these different um, things that people center their lives around. Like if they're going to if we're going to center our lives around something that's so huge and so a part of us, let's be aware at least and have an appreciation for other people and the experiences they have and, and what it is that they place their yeah. hearts and their lives around. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> no rambler Janae and I today. <laughs> she is the... I. It, how many years have I been doing this with you? A, I don't know. Two, maybe? No, it's got to be three? longer than two years. Has it been three at this point? Because I've been... I haven't lived at my uh, old house for almost two. It's been that long? I think so. Are you kidding? No. no let me think. No, it's been more than two years. Yeah, no. it's been two years and four months, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we've probably been doing this for four years, Janae and I. Isn't that insane? Ugh, Wrap my, your head around my that My learning curve is like, meh. meh. It's terrible. Well, when you're sick all the time. I no, feel... I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> the, pe- the fact that people want to keep listening to me at all kind of boggles my mind. Yeah. People yeah. love you. They're they're sweet and very forgiving. And so are you. <laughs> uh, I want to share this with you and then I'll let you get into that one because I want to make sure we give plenty of time and I got to kick you out of here pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, the Book of Mormon is in, uh, the Book of Mormon that is the musical is over in, uh, you know, Australia mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, people lining up like crazy. Uh, Sydney had it last month. Uh, all sorts of people talking about uh, you know what you know what this is or I can't believe we're finally getting the opportunity to see it which you think about it Australia can kind of completely removed from the rest of the world right it takes I'd a day to get here wise, yeah. um, so anything have sort of American there? culture no have you uh, yeah I spent 10 days touring through the whole like from Cairns all the way up to uh, Sydney and everything neat neat cool. and gorgeous like, right so gorgeous so cool really neat people but yes it is Oh, it is far removed. So this is just a real quick thing. It says, uh, talking about the people that are watching it, um, the the one catch is that Mormons will always say, well, you know, if you like the play, the book is better. Oh, yes. Um, we put that in the ads and the in the programs and stuff like this, but goes on to explain. Um, another friend was impressed by the contrast between what he saw in the musical and real Mormon missionaries. Far from naive and ignorant, Mormon missionaries are articulate, articulate, intelligent. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Articulate. <laughs> Uh, what a word to... <laughs> intelligent, selfless, humble young people. And many have put their studies, scholarships, and careers on hold uh, to dedicate themselves to service. And then I thought this, and this is one of the last lines. It says, the writers of the musical never envisaged it as a great platform for Mormon members to speak about their faith. And I just find that to be kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I, I had certainly known that. I know that the guys who created Book of Mormon weren't like, you know what, this will be a great way great for the Mormons. Great opportunity for yeah, exactly. them. <laughs> but it's interesting to see the way that the Lord works and stuff like that, right? Like it, I, it brings a whole new level of meaning to the phrase. God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Because if you know anything about the play, it's so not. Yeah, it's, it's irreverent. It's so irreverent and so just paint. Like re, if you took it at face value, it paints missionaries as being just, you know, like you said, ignorant and naive and just ridiculous. And so the fact that it's a, you know, given opportunity for people to see the, see the real, the real side of these mm. young, of these young people. It's, it's just, it's fascinating and interesting. 
interesting and really cool. Yeah, do yours, and then I got to kick All you right. out of here. I think just super simple. We've got uh, the April issues of the Ensign and Leona magazines contain the message from the pre- from contain the message from President Russell M. Nelson that he delivered to members worldwide just after he was ordained the prophet um, on January 16th. And then there's an editor's note in there that says that he requested that the words be published in this issue, but that um, the fall. Uh, let's see, but that the message from the first presidency um, will be discontinued in following issues. So um, no more. No more. If you get the end sign, no that's more. what we used to do home teaching from. Mm-hmm. Now you won't home teach from the first presidency message because no. there won't be a first presidency no, message. Not so much. They use it. Just says they use increasing, uh, increasingly many methods to communicate frequently with their members worldwide. So it's like emails and social media and church websites and and the church magazines. But um, it's just kind. I think it's kind of interesting to see we're seeing like kind of one of the first things you could, I can just picture them in there meeting like you know what maybe we've got enough on our plates and we'll like not have a message we won't each write a message every single month for well see and my thought is, is exactly that and I hadn't actually even considered it from that point of view is they're just like listen we get to people a lot whereas 40 years ago you know the magazines mm-hmm. were a great, way, way, a great way to be reaching the members of the church distribute the information you didn't have the internet but now out. they're like alright yeah <laughs> I can go tweet what I want to exactly. say in, you know, I, in two seconds. Yeah, you joke about it, but it really is. And yeah. the people that follow it can find it there or just the internet. President Nelson. Yep. You know. A whole bunch of information. So I thought that was interesting and I it's it's fun to see little little changes, little ways that our new our new presidency is making things their own. I don't know. Uh, I'll share I just these couple quick things. Uh, there was an LGBTQ um, faith-based panel down at BYU, which is something that a lot of people never thought they would see. Um, so making strides mm-hmm. down there, their their SSA group, and uh, uh, you know everybody talking about, hey, you know what? There are there are LG, LGBTQ students among us, and we need to support them and love them, and um, and be there for them, and and all the things. So I thought that. What was, was the point of the panel? What was like the focus? Uh, let's see. It's. Um, it's not talked about and it makes you feel isolated. I thought I was the only queer person at BYU, said one of the uh, the panelists. It's basically just to let people know that... You're not alone. That you're not alone. You know, Here we all are and we're not hiding. Some of, some of that is also, yeah, the not hiding, the coming out. Some of it is also, I'm sure, to combat the um, suicide. You know, a lot oh. of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. youth are those who would commit suicide because they feel so alone. So mm-hmm. um, there's okay. that. Uh, the Jordan River Temple... Oh my goodness, I'm so happy. <laughs> if you have not yet seen the video, uh, you can check that out. That's at theculturalhall.com. Uh, Mormon new, Newsroom released a uh, kind of behind the scenes video, and you were talking about oh, love and behind the scenes stuff. You this. can see what they changed and how they've updated things. Just was, as long as they got rid of the escalators. Yeah, well, you'll be able to find out <laughs> exactly how it is. But if you remember, if you'd ever been to the Jordan River Temple, it was, it was dated at very best on the inside so they close it down it's been closed now for almost it's been two a years long time um uh, it's been over two years because i think it closed into like in january of 2016 okay so, yeah so so yeah and it opens up here in the next couple months mm-hmm. people will be able to tour well, the two the the tour is happening now it started on saturday oh it did uh-huh the open house okay yeah uh you know my uh girlfriend's never been through an lds temple oh, and dude. that's where i went and got my endowments the first time <gasps> really yeah oh cool it's well, also 
where guys I, can go uh, check that out. It's also where I got my uh, restored when I went back to the temple. Yeah. I, I went through <laughs> the Jordan River Temple. Now, wait. I thought you took her through uh, Cedar City. We did not end up being able to go through. Oh, we went darn. to, but not through. Oh, darn. Okay. Well, then she'll get to go to this one. That'll be great. Uh, and then this, and I'll share a couple of these, 17 life-threatening accidents that occurred to Wilford Woodruff. Oh, Former okay, cool. president of the church. Let's hear this because this such I'm not going to give cool. you all 17 of them. Let's Find the entire story the at theculturehall.com. Let's hear it. Uh, your top three and me right back. I'll give you the first three. How about this? When he was three years old, he fell into a cauldron of boiling water. Excuse me? Yep. They when tried was, to boil him? He fell into... <laughs> uh, he was pulled out immediately. He wasn't out of danger for about nine months. That's how bad the burns were. <gasps> When he oh was five years old, I'm fell sorry, on his I'm face so from How a great was beam in a barn. Three. So just a little <gasps> so baby. He was I, a little so guy. he fell in a cauldron. You couldn't fall in a cauldron as an adult. Did they live near a witch? <laughs> That's no. terrible. So I'm so sorry. Uh, there's all okay. sorts of references about that a- I want to make. H5. But you have to leave, H5. not me. I know. Age five. Uh, okay, go. Five. He fell uh, from the great beam in a barn oh. on his face. Oh. So like, you know how in the barns mm-hmm. you see the big mm-hmm. beam across the they top and a story or two up? Uh-huh. Fell on his face from up there. Shortly after that, he broke his arm and fell down the stairs three uh, three months later. Six oh. years of age, he was chased by a mad bull, but fell into a post hole, and the animal leapt over him. Stop it. Nope. Are you serious? When he was nine, he fell from an elm tree, standing oh. on a dry limb that was 15 feet above the ground. When he was <gasps> 12, he, he nearly drowned in the Farmington River. That's five. At 14 years, uh, he split his instep with an axe. Oh, no. At 15, his left hand was bitten by a mad dog. I don't know if I can keep... At 17, he was cow. thrown from an intel- ill Tempered horse. Ill tempered. Was that its name? Yeah. Come here. <laughs> uh, the accident. Anyway, so you can read all about it. He had Whoa. lung fever for crying out loud. For Guy crying out loud. God needed oh to keep goodness. him around so he could be our prophet. That's his poor mom. <laughs> oh my goodness. What now, Wilford? What, what? now? <laughs> Oh. Uh, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope that if you have been sick or afflicted, that you can become well and listen to us next week. And that uh, when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. We really got to go on the Cultural Hall show.